My name's Helen Green and I'm the Digital and Blended Learning Champion at Hotwood Hall College. And um, I'm interviewing Zoe Stanixenko, who is the Hair and Beauty Programme Manager at Hotwood Hall College. Um, so thank you very much for joining me today, Zoe. Um, I'm sure you're going to uh, um, tell us lots of very interesting things um, <laughs> about what you guys have been doing in terms of your approach to digital, virtual, blended learning throughout the period of the lockdown and since sort of September um, and how that sort of impacted your role. Now, I'll sort of send you a list of um, questions that I'm sort of going to talk around. So if you're happy and comfortable, I'll just crack on yeah. with them. Yeah, that's fine. I'm ready. Fabulous. So just to start off with, thinking about your teaching practice, yourself, your teachers that you work with, um, have you been delivering virtual live sessions at all over the past sort of 10 months? Right. So we, um, when we returned back to college, we decided to use like the blended model. And we did yeah. with that um, for quite a while. But as we progressed into the course and more students um, were isolating, um, yeah. we looked at how we could involve them in our classes. So mm -hmm. it was just like a, a last minute thinking thing that we would just send a Teams link to our students and yeah. they could join in with the lesson um, live as it went ahead. Um, but yeah. we could only do this with the theory part of the class. Um, yeah because they don't have the resources at home so yeah. so it worked well for theory side um and 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 you know so that's all we've done live really um but while we're in lockdown um we yeah. did do some um, zoom lessons um with the students but again um that was all theory because of the physical resources of, for the practical elements that our courses require yeah, so it is sort of just touching upon that now. We are aware sort of in your department and other departments in this college, that's a massive issue uh, for sort of teaching remotely the, the very practical elements of the courses in which you're working on and you trying to sort of, you know, still deliver quality courses that's while right. working under those constraints. So very, very difficult, we understand. And I think sort of the point of some of this work that I'm doing and sort of, you know, going widely into Greater Manchester and nationally is to sort of pin down things that are working and sort of acknowledge some of the challenges um, that yeah. sort of teachers and managers are on the ground are facing yeah. at the moment and still on an ongoing basis. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you talked about sort of using a blended learning model. Um, sort of what, what tools and how did you arrange your blended learning? What tools did you use? Did you use the VLE? How did you sort of communicate that to your learners? Yeah, well, one of the when we first started, the students really struggled to find mm -hmm. our resources. Um, so as a department, we had to decide how we're putting them on it. It's learning. Like, were they going on the planners or were they going on the resources section? Um, yeah. Or were they adding it in the announcements? So we had to standardise how we were doing it. So we decided to... Um, all, all it's learning has our units on so we decided to put the weekly lesson on there and add the resources to to that session and uh, yeah. uh, so it had the date on um yeah so then students could click on it and complete the work but then 
again, that brought in some challenges because of the IT issues. Um, and then yeah. students needed a lot more guidance on physically um, navigating the way around the BLE because they just really struggled without any support. Yeah, I think that I think that again, um, sort of from what 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 I've shared, what has been shared with me already, clearly the sort of access to equipment for everyone at home has been a big issue. Yeah. In, you know, in the area in which we're working and teaching in, um, sort of, you know, the demographic of the area, we're in a, a yeah. well-known socially deprived part of the world, yeah. um, and that's been a big issue. And we know that colleges try to provide some equipment to some learners but obviously that yeah. in itself has been a massive challenge as well but it's sort of you know it's one of those things that needs to be acknowledged to to be one of the massive things that has faced yeah. the teachers and managers um in 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 arranging their blended learning yeah. and no matter how fantastic that might be if the learners literally can't get onto it yeah. that obviously poses a problem in itself and alongside that from what you've just said our students are still continuing learning how to learn in this way yeah. and navigating our systems. And there wasn't very much time, although we do sort of have our iLearn sessions in college and sort of promote a blended learning model already and have people using our systems. Yeah. That's with support in college and it's a very different matter when they're doing it at home by themselves. Yeah. I don't think you would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we were really lucky in college because um, they provided us a service as well to actually print some work out um, and hand yeah. it to the student's home address. So that did help us, but then that also um, brought up another barrier then of how do we know they're actually doing that work paper-based because they didn't have the IT then to send us any. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we did have the two options, but again, it, with, with barriers yeah of course yeah so just sort of moving on from that you talked about sort of delivering some live sessions and you did that by your teams yeah uh, which is a well-known and used platform within the college to deliver sort of that video conferencing element yeah is there any other tools yourself or know that your teachers used within those sessions and how did they um, sort of arrange and plan those sessions to accommodate learners in the classroom and at home as well yeah so we haven't really done much of the live i'd say the the yeah. member of staff that's been the most adventurous one was um becky becky shaw because she's okay. um, an advanced practitioner so she yeah. um was the first one she tried neopod okay also she ventured onto zoom as well for yeah. her students but i know um a lot of the other staff um haven't we've just set um stuck to teams yeah so it's just so it's just whatever the staff have felt comfortable with. That's confidence. Confidence in delivering again an issue. Yeah. Not 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 sort of in to blame the staff in any kind of way, but an issue in their confidence and sort of being thrown in absolutely. at the deep end and having to use these tools. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely definitely what I've been hearing. Yeah. So and, and also, <laughs> no worries on that. We, we did venture into making some interactive resources. So you know the. The programs that are on um, the VLE where you can like click and drag um, yeah. that we tried to make our resources more interactive. So it wasn't us just literally talking at them and asking them questions and complete this activity. So we, we yeah. tried to make it a little bit more engaging for them as much as we possibly yeah. could. I think I think what you're talking about there, I think you've perhaps been using the integrated tool, which is H5P. 
where you can create your own interactive yeah. resources. Yeah. 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 So that's fantastic. Sort of making that BLE a bit more rather than just being static. Oh, there's yeah. things going on yeah. in there yeah. and different things for the learners to do. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm moving on from that then now. Um, is there anything you've sort of tried that you felt didn't work very well? Um, sort of, you know, I, I think, I, I mean, I think we've sort of already talked about this in terms of, you know, did you do anything virtually in terms of assessing the learners on their practical skills? We did. Or is that something you did in college? No, well, we, um, the awarding body, um, City and Gills, um, they decided that some of the observations could take place remotely um, and the students just had to video themselves. Um, yeah. and then send that video into us so one of the assessments was um, a makeup but a makeup can take anything from 30 to 45 minutes so yeah students did the assessment and they were really good standard but then it was how could they send us that video because it was right okay. um so um so so we did do practical assessments and, and then again the students then had to learn how to use office 365 and um, share a folder with us through that um, because we were just it was just took it took ages to try and you know think of a way that we could do it because obviously we can't yeah. give our personal number out to send it like by whatsapp or something yeah like that. yeah so was that through office 365 and using like the OneDrive yeah. cloud storage yeah, yeah. That's so it. I mean that's that's great really that's developing yeah the digital skills yes yeah. but developing staff yeah but because in college we never would have had to use that facility so again because yeah. we had um i think it was actually from the vle team that they sent us um a handout on how to access office 365 you know step-by-step -step instructions of sharing yeah. one drive so um yeah. and, and and you know to help students we were ringing them up and talking them through it because they still struggle from reading a handout um yeah. so but for um so that then so there were only certain assessments that we could do though so um so you, we couldn't do like a facial um because students wouldn't have the resources um at home or the the range of cleanser tone and moisturizers or they weren't allowed to do chemical treatments because of health and safety yeah. and plus they wouldn't they wouldn't have had a range of um peroxides and tints as well yeah so it was just yeah, so there is a lot of it. Go on, yeah, no, it's all right. No, it was just it was just a small selection of um, um, assessments that we could do remotely, and the rest had to be yeah. done in college. Yeah, so sort of invited in on a sort of appointment basis. Yeah. Type. Well, it was without with yeah. the hair and beauty industry when the restrictions got lifted. That's when we were allowed yeah. to start treating again. So for, for many months, we, we were just at a standstill. So they were allowed to work on people in their home, but not on the yeah. public. So when we invited them back in in July, that's when the restrictions were lifted. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and, and then they could start the, their assessments again. Yeah, yeah. But as far as you possibly could, obviously, from what you've been saying, you made um, arrangements to within the limitations of your own role, the college, the um, restrictions and sort of adhering to the exam board, you as much as possible did arrange to do things as much as you could online to make yeah. sure that progression was still happening and the students were still yeah. uh, being successful on the courses. So, you yeah. know, 
any any kind of tool you use for that it's just it's just fantastic really um and sort of the innovation taking place even just you know in terms of using a system that's already there but using it for varying purposes so yeah sounds fantastic um fabulous so um just in terms of the time from sort of september sort of when we came back at the end of august and starting in september 2020 have you, how do you feel this has impacted your role as a programme manager? Uh, well, in, in quite a few different ways, but all collectively leading to the same point. We've got um, a massive focus um, with, with health and safety um, yeah. and working closely with each other, doing a close contact service. So it's in the health and safety i would say and continuously updating our risk assessments to make you know learners yeah. are safe um in, yeah. in college you know? yeah no quite challenging for you sort of having that on your shoulders making sure oh, yeah. that, that you can still provide the course and still yeah. look after your staff but while keeping everyone safe what a massive yeah. challenge and i'm sure you're not alone no. in that i'm sure some people who who, who who I share this recording with will be re- almost not that they want to see you struggling yeah. in any way, but will be refreshed to hear yeah. that it's, it's hard. Yeah, because we have the Department yeah. for Education guidelines to follow, and then we also have our yeah. industry guidelines to follow as well. So you know, we've yeah. um, we have students asking us, you know, if we're in a tier three, why are we still allowed to do treatments? Um, but our industry is open for business, so. So, so yeah. we, we carry yeah. on as normal. Yeah, so things, you know, having to that sort of ensure all your learners do understand yeah. that anything that seems conflicting again, yeah. sort of as the manager of that area yeah. sort of falls to you to make sure yeah. everyone's on board and understanding, and, and that, which is very difficult. Yeah, and we have a, a minority of students whose families are um, high risk. So it's, you know, making sure that their education doesn't suffer um, because families actually want to keep them at home because you know they've got other family members that are vulnerable so it's like how do we carry on the yeah. learning for that student um you know and, and you know keeping her engaged um while also keeping her safe and the yeah. family happy as well yeah so so just sort of building upon that sort of like nearing the end of our recorded now but um you talk about students who have sort of perhaps been in and out of college since September for varying reasons, including having vulnerable close family yeah. members. So if you've had a period of absence for any students, how have you kept their, those students engaged whilst having a lot of students still in college at the yeah. same time? So we've had to focus for them um, with the theory side of the course. Um, so, um, yeah. so all our students have access to do their um knowledge um, assessments by an online exam and um, but we also have the option to do it as an assignment so for them students they've had an assignment um, shared with them on the VLE uh, and, and they've been working through that um, but again yeah. the, the practical skills when they when they have come back um, they need some extra support to catch up with the practical side yeah because they've just not been getting that and it's got very no. difficult to sort of replicate yeah. that in the online yeah. environment absolutely yeah i mean we, we have been really lucky at the college because they have given us some additional hours um to help support yeah. building students practical skills back up um because yeah. if you think our students from march up until like july they missed all that practical training mm-hmm. so they have these 
there'll be that yeah. this gap in in the practical skills so we're, we're building that back up now for them yeah and and that's great to hear that sort of from sort of a leadership and management perspective that they've Absolutely. seen what's yeah. happened and and what they can do to support sort of the uplift of those yeah. skills in your area yeah. Yeah, just to sort of just to sort of finish that off. Then I think I think we've sort of covered my last couple of questions in terms of any particular challenges in your role and any particular challenges facing you in your subject area. But unless you've got anything else to add, I feel yeah. like you have covered no. that in terms of your, your more practical assessments no. um, and the sort of the sort of upskilling of learners from the yeah. learning that they missed yeah. out on during the major lockdown. Yeah. No, I've not got anything else to add. Zoe, you've been amazing. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for joining me on my oh, podcast. Um, I will, of course, share it uh, with you. Uh, and as I've said, this sort of will be shared among um, colleagues who are of like-mindedness, yeah. um, sort of looking to good practice in digital and blended learning and what's worked well and what hasn't. And absolutely coming from the perspective of, er of a very practical-based subject area, where you have been able to use some of the tools to continue the learning, but where it hasn't worked as yeah. well. So that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> right, All then. right. Thanks, Helen. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks so much. I'll Take see care. you soon, Bye. Zoe. Bye. So there you have it. The interview with Zoe, who is the Programme Manager for Hair and Beauty at Hotwood Hall College, looking into what she did to help support her students when working online. Thanks for listening.